The following episode of Civil Politics includes a discussion about sexual assault and how it is discussed in our society. If this is a topic you'd like to avoid, we understand and welcome you to visit civilpoliticsradio.com to listen to one of our archived episodes. The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm here with Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And John Roberts. Howdy. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, big events in the news. Before we get into that, I just want to reiterate what we said at the at the top of the show, because we are going to be talking about uh, the the Senate hearings with uh, about Judge Kavanaugh's appointment to the Supreme Court. We're probably going to wind up having to, di- having to discuss... Um, at at some length, or certainly make it a major topic of tonight, the whole issue of uh, uh, sexual assault and the way it's discussed and, and how we deal with that as a society. That could be a very difficult and troubling topic for many listeners. And if you just don't have the spoons to handle it tonight, uh, you might want to go to our website, civilpoliticsradio.com, maybe listen to one of our archived shows or... I don't know. It will rerun on Monday, too, right at 4, so they don't want to listen to it by mistake then either. Right, exactly. Or if you think you might be better up for it, you can listen to it on uh, uh, next Monday afternoon at 4. Or even, crazily enough, uh, at some point you can come back to it from our website, because we will have this archived at civilpoliticsradio.com. next Friday we'll actually have a a much um, softer topic, but about wages, right, and the business and economy. Yeah, I think we're planning to do sort of an economic, political show. Unless, you know, everything catches fire. (laughs) Everything catches fire. (laughs) How could that possibly happen? (laughs) It happens every week. That's exactly why we... (laughs) Never mind. Right. But before we get into that, assuming you uh, haven't tuned out to save your sanity... um, you can get in touch with us in a few different ways, and we do like to hear from you. Uh, you can reach us via email, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, on Twitter, at civilpoliticsfm, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Uh, and, of course, our website is civilpoliticsradio.com. Um, during the show, our uh, esteemed uh, producer and uh, technician will be uh, trying to uh, keep up with us and post links to things when he can find them. Um, uh, when we, I don't know, done our homework and given to them, you know. Anyway, um, and when he can figure out what we're talking about, and yeah, <laughs> somebody has to. Um, and uh, when he does that, he uses the hashtag Civil References on Twitter and Facebook to make it easier to follow along at home. <coughs> Excuse me. So. Um, yeah, the, I got to say earlier in the week, I thought the big news was going to be President Trump's farcical address at the United Nations, which, you know, earned him laughter when he talked about how great the administration was doing. I saw just that little piece. I actually didn't see his speech to the UN. Usually I watch everything, but I've had a wild week. Yeah. And, um, I just saw the part where everybody laughed. And then he started laughing. He he. It's almost like if you clap, he claps. It's very interesting. It's almost he didn't expect that reaction. <laughs> yeah, and it's but, like, but yeah, it, it was, shows you how out of touch he is. Yeah. Well, but it's very odd because it's almost like a, um, 
uh, when somebody's mimicking the crowd, uh-huh. you'll see it sometimes with an unpolished politician. When they start clapping for them, you'll see them start to clap too. It's it's. I remember Trump was doing that at, at his yeah. first State of the Union address. Yeah, and uh, there are a few politicians that do it who are unpracticed. They they don't just like live in the moment. They kind of the crowd like gets in their head mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, it's a very interesting. I it's. I love politicians that don't ever do that, you know, that they get it, that they're being applauded for. And, you know, it's but it's just odd to see people who they're like little sheep. They just go, you know, sort of right along with what the crowd is doing, whatever that is. They just they just go with it. Maybe demagogue is. the Yeah, (laughs) certainly the vibe I get from Trump at his rallies. So, yeah, but it it was. Yeah, I just saw that's the only part of the U.N. speech that I saw. Um, It was um, you watched the whole. Uh, I, I watched it, yeah. Um, if you remember when uh, Dr. Fleitman was on our show uh, last month, or the month recently, anyways, yeah. um, he talked about how uh, he'd watched uh, President Trump, uh, then-candidate Trump, give speeches on, during his campaign, and he thought, like, okay, this is a guy, everyone's talking about what a, how, how he's out of touch and crazy and doesn't understand anything and, you know, incoherent, and, you know, these speeches are fine. And it's like, yes. He, so he did the—the the Trump did the thing where he reads off a teleprompter— um, and yeah, and that's very stilted when he does that. And it's, it, yeah, it, it really was. And, and that's a hard thing to do well, but that's what you do when you're a politician. You have to learn to, like a, like a journalist, read the script. Well, and it's, it's a hard thing to do, especially for Trump, who, you know, just I, doesn't seem to be very mentally agile. And he said some really ridiculous things. Um, and some contradictory things he talked about oh, at the, the UN. Yeah. yeah, how the U.S. isn't gonna it doesn't believe in messing with other countries, but here are some ways we're gonna mess with other countries. <laughs> you know, um, taking issue with Iran and its uh, intervention. You know, it's meddling in places like Yemen, and I'm like, okay, um, but we're the ones who are arming the Saudis who are blowing up school buses full of kids. So, you know, how are we really? It's it's fascinating because. If you remember like a, a year ago or more, uh, the president uh, uh, created a bit of a stir because uh, I think Bill O'Reilly, uh, of all people, called him on it on Fox News, said like, you know, you, you talk about how, uh, you know, you, you don't talk about how great America is, you know, like you don't stand up for us and talk, you know, and and, and uh, uh, stand up to, to dictators and murderers like Vladimir Putin. And Trump's like, well, like we're so great. And it's like, yeah. You're not wrong about that, but you don't, <laughs> you know. And so it's it's so it's fascinating how like you know Trump will take that position when it's to allow him to to soft pedal his attraction to Vladimir Putin, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, he trades up very quickly on in a situation very situational. Yeah, ethics. I mean, that is yeah almost by definition who yeah. he is. So. And it makes him unpredictable, sometimes effective, and sometimes incredibly. Um, it makes disruptive him, to and it makes him very transactional and very yeah. very in the moment so yeah and and then he said stupid stuff like uh like germany is going to be just uh uh uh, uh dominated by russia in a few years because it's dependent on russia for energy and, and they cut to the german delegation that's sort of just shaking their heads and sort of smiling in bafflement and yeah <laughs> so so that was that was awesome that might be a male versus female thing putin male Angela Merkel, female. Yeah. That might be Trump's view of the world. Oh, I think so. Yeah. May not really have anything to do because Germany's got an incredibly strong economy. Yeah. And Russia's 
is not. And they're they're working hard to diversify their uh, yeah. their energy uh, sources. So, um, but yeah, that male versus female dichotomy, I think, is a big part of why. Is that an issue this week? I think so. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, and. and <laughs> Trump's press conference was also amazing, and I'm just, wow, this guy is just... I feel so left out. I haven't seen any of this this oh, week. Oh, it's... I was it's... doing the dentist routine, which you were doing the last couple of weeks. So. Oh, well, I I, yeah. I, I <laughs> saw my dentist again, and I found out how much it's going to cost to get my teeth fixed, uh, or them replaced, and it's, it's not good. But anyway... I, I went into Boston, and I was really surprised by my dentist, who I've seen for years and years. He has a whole CAD cam set up. And he lasered the inside of my mouth, built me a new tooth while I waited, fixed it, porcelained it, put it in a kiln, put it in. So I went in with this horribly cracked tooth, which actually cracked even more under the process they did. And he gave me a whole new tooth in one in one afternoon. CAD cam. It's 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 something. We got to talk about this after the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm speechless. I just have to talk about it for two seconds. Because I may <laughs> I, I, I may need to, to I may need to switch dentists yet again. I mean, I'll you know, sh- I'll show you the tooth after after the show. <laughs> oh, is it is it that pink sparkly thing in your mouth? <laughs> no, it's the skyline of New York in gold here. Yeah, impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I went for white porcelain. Such this detail. Time. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, but very interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and what, I mean, we'll talk about all the labor stuff and everything next week, but just the, the people inputs to get that in a dentist's office, to be mm. able to do that for somebody sort of, I mean, I had an appointment for a month and a half I was waiting for, but to be able to do all those things with all those people that did all those different things in his dentist's office. Yeah. Sort of. And I said, how many do you do of the, this thing a week? And they said about three or four. Yeah. Well, in in you know again, that's 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 fascinating. But let's <clears throat> let's uh, uh, stick to politics. Sorry, civil <laughs> dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not simple anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, did you? So I know you didn't <laughs> see pre- the president's press conference. Did I you didn't. see the bit where he talked about how the Democrats are so partisan and obstructionist they'd vote against George Washington? No, I didn't. Yeah, that was that was that was that was one thing he said. It's like, I could nominate I George it. Washington for something, and the Democrats would oppose that. They'd be like, "Oh, wasn't there wasn't there something be, about yeah, George Washington, Washington that was problematic?" Here. Yeah, George Washington slept here. And, was and, and, and of course, or maybe the answer, that was Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> well, no, George Washington. But I mean, and of course, the answer. The, and he the, had wooden teeth, so right. Uh, of course, <laughs> that's part of what reminded me. But uh, of course, the answer is. Well, yeah, there was something problematic about George Washington. <laughs> he kept 300 people in bondage. Oh, yeah, his slavery, too. Yeah. Of course, I go right to the feminist aspect, but of course, slavery is... Some of them were also. women, and yeah. And yeah. I, so it's just... It, it's like, I ha, I do have a lot of respect for George Washington as a, as a figure in world history and American politics, and I, I don't think he... How can you segregate that? It's, it's not easy, and I... I don't know if we want to get into that right now, but it it it, it I'll ha- come back to it. Then. Well, I mean, it, it, in a, in a broad sense, he absolutely should have been an abolitionist, and he wasn't, and that is a terrible strike against him, just as it is against any of the other founding fathers who owned slaves. Um, uh, I give him some credit uh, because he uh, worked. He he consciously refused power. When yeah. he could have gone on for many years, yeah. yes, and and become king or whatever, he did not do that. He 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 deliberately 
stopped a military coup to, that w- would have put him in power, that kind of thing. So so here's where I'm going with this a little bit. Is and, and just that's a very unusual yes. thing for a person in his kind of position in world yeah, history. status and all that. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do, what do we do with people that are highly principled in some areas and not highly principled in some others? Well, that is part of the, that's actually, again, part of what this whole question of the Senate hearings about Senator Kavanaugh is about. So that's that's a great segue. John, you, you've got something to say. Um, I think the uh, the most important thing to think about uh, about the figures that are more recent versus figures that were 200 years ago is that the longer, the, the farther you get from the an actual person, their life and what they did, the more, the the better you look at them or the worse you look at them. Uh, the the your views become more extreme. Um, George Washington was a great general. He was a uh, he was good at at the fighting and the revolution. Um, he was uh, good, like you said, about giving up power. He owned slaves, yeah. and uh, he That's I don't a different know kind of power. Yeah, yeah. Right. he he might have been kind of a dick. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. He owned slaves. He inher- inherently was. Yeah. Just, that's baked in the cake. No, I'm I meant like to white people. Oh, he yeah. was all I'm, <laughs> I'm according with like with the the standards of the time we like what that's the thing when we talk about the Fonwick fathers and we talk about all that stuff, we always talk about with with the standards of the time that they were living in, which is, is Sometimes less the now. times have to change, so exactly. that makes it like complicated. We, we talk back. about like this, the 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 statues and um, uh, schools being named after slaveholders, hold, things Sawyer like that. Or, um, yeah. Well, Tom Sawyer. That's that's something else we can talk about. But the, uh, but when we're talking about someone that's recent, like Kavanaugh, and I don't know what his judicial record is like. Maybe there's some good decisions there or something. But in 300 years, if he gets on the Supreme Court and he has some some major cases, then there he's going to be thought of as that guy that did that decided this case. But t- today, it's it we have to look at everybody with a much more critical eye. Which is what I because this is a big right. deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. This is a huge deal, and and you're saying we, we have to, to judge him in the in the context of the culture that exists today. Um, you mean the, someone that exists you mean Washington? in Washington? No, no, I mean you a mean current like, person. A current? Uh, yeah, I mean, and what because if he, they, my idea of culture is different than yours? Um, well, you know, that's current. That's a big part of what the hearings are about. Well, that that's that's debate, and that's yeah. the the reason that we have. Uh, judicial hearings you know and and things like that like if uh if his uh views on the law and his um record reflects something that you think is good then then that's one thing or his actions outside of he's an anachronism yeah i mean or like if if his views just on on life are are fit in with your views on life then you're not going to see him in a poor light if there, if if things that he that he's done and things that that he, in the past that he did that you don't agree with, then you're gonna see him in a poor light, and that and that dis that difference is what we're supposed to be hashing out in uh, hearings and in conversations and in depositions or whatever. Um, but when you but when you get right down to it, even though 
your your version of culture might be different from my version of culture. It is still the current culture that we're talking about. Your current version and my current version. Well, we're I'm not, just, you know, silver-haired poop talker. So, well, no, <laughs> it's the culture that you're existing in right yeah. now. We're and not mine's going, tapering off, and yours is uh, uh, on the on the rise. You well, guys that's, are. Well, I mean, culture is ever evolving, and that's it a whole thing. But like, I the, have an awful yeah. person. Pe- Awful thing to say, so I'm going to just say it up front, see what you guys think of it. So I was distressed okay. that we have... No, I disagree. Wait, no. We have I should s- let you talk first. six Catholics and two Jewish folk on the Supreme Court, and mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. an atheist. Yeah. Um, I don't like that one bit, and I would like to see at least a few Baptists or other pro- Protestants on there. I'd rather have an atheist on there, but I worry when those religions are so overrepresented on the Supreme Court. So I'm just sort of laying that out there because it's like a culture. How is that terrible? Well, because it's basically saying there's too many Catholics and Jews on the Supreme Court. There I mean, are. that's but but that's not how we're supposed to think about it. Why not? Well, I think of it as a diversity issue, but that's I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I just, that, I'm saying like why is that 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 is not a terrible thing well, to say. Well, and I'm afraid of people who are Catholic and Jewish because they don't let any women into their ministries. I mean, there's something there that has to do with my you know, birth gender. So it's it's a funny thing. So I, I especially worry about it, but it's a it's a it's a thing that you shouldn't say about the Supreme Court. And so he also is Catholic. He was gonna make this the uh, seventh Catholic on the Supreme Court. So I don't think that's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. I think that's a fine thing to I mean like the it, we say that about Congress. Yeah. We say that about any body. Like I'd worry about a Supreme Court that's too religious. I, I worry about that, too, and I worry about the the diversity of the Supreme Court uh, the, the, as, in, as in their the background experiences of them. Like, I think one of the reasons why it's great that we have Justice Sotomayor on there is she actually has, you know, extended family who have not been, you know, on the, uh, the inside looking out of the— uh, the advantages of American society, you the, know, that yeah, went to Harvard, Georgetown Stanford's, Prep, yeah. you know, or whatever, you know, Phillips yeah. Academy or whatever. Um, Judge Kavanaugh, like, yeah, we could use a good plumber on the Supreme Court. Well, not just a good plumber. <laughs> we, you know, people who uh, called Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe. <laughs> and you it know. turns out he wasn't even a plumber, right? Did right, he exactly. not have his license? Yes, he wasn't a plumber at all. Um, <laughs> ju- Judge Kavanaugh, like of- I know people like Judge Kavanaugh because I went to prep school with them and I went to college with them and. You know, like so I, is he guilty? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, your I, opinion, obviously. But well, obviously, yeah. yeah I, I yeah. don't. I don't have. I've heard I don't a have few Wonder men Woman's say lasso that. of truth, but I just I look at him <laughs> and I go like I, I look at Doctor Ford's testimony and I look at uh, Judge Kavanaugh's uh, uh, temper tantrum and response and I'm like, yeah, no. And I and I hear about the kinds of behavior that you know people. Like his freshman year roommate from Dartmouth, not Dartmouth, from Yale, say like, yeah, he got drunk often and he was a mean, belligerent drunk. Like, yeah. yeah, and aggressive. And, and yeah. Kavanaugh's like, no, I did, didn't do that at all. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Especially when I see like the stuff in your yearbook and it's like, yeah. you're, you're, you know, you're just, you're just lying. So, yeah. Plus, I mean, we already know Dr. Kavanaugh, um, Dr. Kavanaugh, that Judge Kavanaugh's a liar because that's already come out. In his testimony, he's he perjured himself in two thousand and four and two thousand six. Yeah, they they caught so, them in the hearing before this last piece of right. hearing broke loose. I, I mean, yeah. so so why should I believe him about this, which is you know, which is a, a a major crime as opposed to just you know political machinations? So I, I heard somebody explaining that when juries 
give are given instructions. There's something about if if you don't believe them on one thing, you cannot believe them on other things. It's a credibility thing, and I hadn't really heard that before. I thought you always had to kind of figure if that I, was truthful and this wasn't, and. I, it, it's interesting. It's a it's a character judgment. See now, I I and I I think it's possible to believe someone is telling the truth about some X. subject A and not about subject B because like well subject A I don't think he's got any particular reason to lie. It doesn't matter to him. It doesn't affect this other thing yeah. that he that he cares about. So, but if it affects him, he'll lie about it. Sort right. Of. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. like no, I you know I wasn't involved in you know uh, uh, gangland killings for the Gambino family, and I'll yeah. you know. I, I believe Judge Kavanaugh, if if he were to say that, you know, it's like, sure, okay, fine. But, um, uh, you know, and the this corpor- other thing? corroboration is how they actually do that, right? That's that whole process of, you know, what is it um, Giuliani said, truth isn't truth, or that funny yeah. comment on the yeah. whatever talk show that was. But that process of comparing timelines and notes and things that happen at the same time. And I mean, it's a very interesting process. I'm not familiar with it, but people who have been talking about it, you know, have talked about sort of that. Well, if it, it was, da- if it was David Judge, who was his friend? Mark Judge. Mark Judge. You know, what was he doing at the time? Was he talking him into Mike. things? Mike Judge. Mike Judge. Mike Judge. No, actually, it is Mark. It's Mark? Yeah. We said Mike last week because I, I couldn't remember. Mike Judge is the guy who did Office Space. Yeah, I thought that you had the, the same name. Pretty sure it's Mark. Hmm. Well, if who, only there were some machine you could use to look <laughs> things up. Crazy. Oh, I yeah. know. But anyway, that all that process is how you yeah, you're right. establish that, that stuff is exculpatory or corroborating. And it was funny because Dr. Ford didn't know the word exculpatory. Did you hear that part of the testimony? No, I didn't. Yeah, she was so straight up. It was amazing. They said something about, would you still be willing to have an FBI investigation if it was, um, you know, exculpatory or if it was corroborating? And she's like, I'm not sure I know what exculpatory means. And they said, oh, it shows that it was, you know, that you couldn't have done it, that it's... Mm-hmm. That, that he proved, could have done it, yeah. yeah. She said, oh, absolutely, that, um, that she wanted a hearing and she wanted people to be um, interviewed under oath and all that stuff. But I was just surprised because she's a PhD, I think, in uh, clinical psych and knew all about the amygdala and all that other stuff. The and hippocampus and yeah, epinephrine and norepinephrine yeah. and so forth. Yeah, so it's sort of interesting because people... Exculpatory is a sort of a legal term of art, so I can, yeah. I can see. Yeah, why would she know that? Um, because I mean, I know that if you do a scientific experiment, you wouldn't exactly, you, you'd say it was, um, exclusionary, but exculpatory, it comes from the same Latin. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of a word that's in the, it, 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 it's it's got got the right roots and sure. But I mean, they don't talk about culpability in any kind of scientific discipline. Mea culpa. Yeah. Okay. They might. (laughs) But people also like I don't know. It's yeah. a, it's a whole thing. It does, but it, I loved it that it she just absolutely me. just said right out she did not know what they were that meant, and I liked that about her. Yeah, so, actually, I liked her testimony. I thought I wasn't get to get to hear any of it because I was driving to Boston. I actually had my radio on most of the way, and of course, the radio stations out here are very they come and go, yeah. and I kept having to find um, national public radio stations that had the um I hearings find, on i find fcr actually has good signal all uh out most of the way certainly to worcester what's their call number 88.5 wfcr the local yeah. npr station and our rival who i shouldn't <laughs> mention because you know. well and i was going route two so you know you go down one of those little oh you yeah. know but i so yeah so anyway so i heard I, like right about worcester is when I, i'll switch over to like wgbh or wbur out of yeah. boston yeah so 
90.9. You can tell we used to be Bostonians. Um, so I really enjoyed her testimony. I think I heard most of it. The whole afternoon I was in the dentist chair, mm -hmm. actually a little bit more than the afternoon. Yeah. And um, so when I came out, um, he was on, and I heard some of his, but I don't actually know how much of his testimony I heard. But it was hard I, to listen to. I couldn't I He couldn't was so defensive. He was. Oh, and what he said to um, Amy Klobuchar, did you hear that part? Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> she asked him if he'd ever, you know, been blacked out, blacked out while drinking. And he said, have you? And I, I yeah. just thought, that's... <laughs> Wow. That's not a Supreme Court justice. That is that's that's the one thing that I think everybody can agree on that he really didn't have judicial temperament. I well, mean it really pointed out that he's kind of a impulsive hothead. He's a he's yeah, he's 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 He a, has trouble with um, impulse control. He's an entitled jerk. Yeah. And I And he didn't apologize like to that. her then. He did the next night. I I know people like that and I constantly dread that that's who I am. You just like that, Mike. <laughs> I I hope I'm not. Kidding. I work I'm not kidding. To, well, it's it it really is, is a constant fear of mine. Yeah, but that ability to say, look, I don't really want to be like that, and to notice is, you know, I don't think he has that ability. Well, no. I mean, I've spent thirty years cultivating it, so <laughs> so that helps. Good to know. Glad I just met you then. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I I I was a jerk back when I was a teenager. Can't you know, confirm. Different way. You didn't know me as a teenager. No, I didn't like you when I first met you. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Which was about 20 years ago now. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, late no, 90s. it wasn't. Yeah, late, late 90s. We shouldn't talk about this over <laughs> Yeah, it was late 90s, early You're giving aughts. away your age, guys. At least 15 years. Uh, I think I already gave away my age repeatedly. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was... 1970, kids. It was very interesting to watch him with the different folks. And when he went off on the left-wing tear, yeah. I thought, okay... Do we want that on the Supreme Court? Do we Republicans? I'm sorry, not you guys. I know you probably don't. Well, no, no I certainly <laughs> don't. You know, no, but, he, he's he's terrible in a lot of ways. So, but yeah. do do Republicans? Will they want someone who's so willing to say that it's a conspiracy and revenge of the Clintons? Yeah. I mean, I don't want somebody like that on the Supreme Court. How did he get the Clintons in? Where did that come in? The star. Uh, he worked for Ken Starr. During the uh, the star investigation of Bill Clinton twenty okay. years but ago, but how does it like to like have there has has anybody even like crazily said that what connection the Clintons have to this conspiracy? Like I have not seen the, no, that's well, the, the only idea time is someone's that because that to me. according to his according to his uh, uh, account, since Doctor Ford is lying, this whole thing is basically a hit job, and it's all been orchestrated by, you know, a vast left-wing <laughs> conspiracy, as uh, I think Kellyanne Conway put it. Mm. And uh, He actually put it that way. He, yeah. he also put it that way, and he listed the groups. Right. The Democratic senators here in the hearing room, the who's he, what's so, so, the, so and then Revenge of the Clintons. So I we're all out like, to get him. I, I just started and, laughing. Well, <laughs> and, and, and if you look at the discourse of the Republican Party today, Hillary Clinton is the boogeyman for them it's just like like that like trump maybe she's still, the woman you can't assault right trump still like whips people up uh at his rallies by denouncing her and it's like it's like you know that's over you know hillary clinton's gone she's 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 out of politics she's done yeah she's Forget out of politics it. she just applied to be a secretary for murphy brown <laughs> 
I'm sorry. The show's been re- re- revived. And that was a running joke. She'd always fire her secretary every yes. few episodes because they yes. were all terrible. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'd forgotten that. That was last night. It was really good. Wait, um, so, and so she was really on it? Yeah. That's great. I like, have to check yeah, that out. She, yeah, she was I like, my name's it. Hillary Clinton, and Murphy was like, oh, Hillary? She's like, oh, everybody thinks that I look like her. It's with one L. Because she was like, I need a job. I'm good. And she was like, well, you need to be good with uh, with with computers and email. She's like, I know about email. <laughs> oh, was, that's really, they really have great. good writers. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It was a, it was a good, it's, I could go on about, it's TV. I, I know a lot about that. One so. last thing about Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh wrote a list of questions mm-hmm. to give to um, Clinton when he was under um, uh-huh. subpoena and hearing by the Ken President Star. Clinton about uh, his affair with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, and yeah. they were very explicit sexual questions. Yeah. And Starr did not use them. From what I understand, he chose, he said, you know, he had all these questions he needed. But Kavanaugh right. prepared this list, and people... And, and, and they said, should we give the president, uh, President Clinton any kind of a pass? And he said, nope. Yeah, he's, We should ask him specific oh, questions very, about, like, sex acts in various rooms and... Yeah, horrible, you know. horrible questions. And so I don't Gross. like Ken I mean, Starr, but Ken Starr at least had the decency to not ask them. But everybody was saying, wouldn't, wouldn't turnabout be fair play to turn around and ask him the questions that he prepared for the Clinton. So if anybody has... Well, clearly not. (laughs) Well, but that's his mindset going after the Clintons, is that he was in the room trying to get... Yeah. um, So it's interesting that... I mean, it is... What is it called? The projection? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We should talk about... We should take a break break. and come back to that. But yeah, because I think that was like Senator Graham's uh, meltdown in the hearing room and then in the hallway I, I think are just exactly about that and it's it's, think, it's part of what really worries me about all this um but let's but there's good news which we'll tell you after the break right you tell me too because i don't know <laughs> any good news so um yeah so uh i should also just mention uh, a hashtag or a reference drama can throw up during during the break uh we were talking about george washington earlier and being judged by the standards of the time there's a great book i recommend people read called the first emancipator I don't remember the name of the author anymore because I read it like 10 years ago. But it's a great book about uh, uh, the culture of the planters of Virginia at the time and one of Washington's peers uh, who, uh, under the influence of the Quakers, freed everyone that his family held in bondage. That sounds like the Quakers. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a great book, and it's a really searing analysis and indictment of all those people like Washington and Jefferson and so forth. Anyway, great book, worth a read, but we kind of moved past it. I wanted to mention it so our listeners can check it out. Anyway, um, we're going to take a short break here on Civil Politics, play some PSAs, promos, and IDs, and then we'll be back with more talking about, uh, well, the Kavanaugh hearings and God knows maybe something else. Anyway, uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. A world of opportunity is sitting here in the Pioneer Valley right in Hoyoke. Bringing together a variety of organizations, Passport Hoyoke helps you discover Hoyoke's varied treasures. With numerous events happening nearly every day, there's no reason to ever be bored. For a full list of events and member organizations, visit Passport Hoyoke on the web at www.passporthoyoke.org. Come discover the city of Hoyoke. 
It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet with our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to www.mass.gov slash MEMA. Brought to you by the Ready Massachusetts U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. How about this game? What's it rated? Uh, let's see. T for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. (sighs) This one better? Oh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. Forbes Library offers free access to computers, and now they are equipped with tools to make them easier to use if you are blind or have low vision. When you come into Forbes Library, you will find computers with JAWS screen reading and magnification software installed. Trained library staff are available to get you started. These services were brought to you with federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. Call 413-587-1012 to find out more. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yousef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen, high blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke, and you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old for flu. The media is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
Nerd Night NoHo is proud to support Valley Free Radio, where a monthly speaker series featuring experts from the community talking about art, culture, and science. You can find us at noho.nerdnight.com. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, just a, a heads up, we are talking about the Kavanaugh hearings uh, before the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday and the whole issue of uh, sexual assault in our society and the way we deal with it or don't deal with it. It's a, it's a potentially loaded and important topic. If it's something that you just don't want to listen to that might be upsetting to you uh much as i want you to listen you feel free to turn away because that that is unfortunately where we're going um or that's actually sort of the heart of what we're getting around to talking to here so um you know you can tune in and catch our rerun at this point it'd be about 4 30 on <laughs> <laughs> it starts at four on monday afternoons or you can listen to this show later on our website civilpoliticsradio.com or listen to one of our other shows we talk about the muppets and some of them uh much better but Anyway, so... Um, I was saying the good news, and you guys sort of went, wah, wah. There's good news? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it was that Murkowski and um, uh, Collins and Flake sort of banded together and forced uh, the FBI, you know, that there would be a requested FBI hearing if before they would ever have another vote on Kavanaugh. He did make it through the out of the, the committee. Yes. And part of the deal was that they had to reopen the FBI hearing and they have to uh, um, interrogate witnesses. Mm. They don't say how many. They don't know. You know, there's a whole bunch of open pieces on it. And it is a fig leaf. And we were joking that everybody should send a very small fig leaf to the whole Senate so that they will feel uh, able to vote their consciences. But they should. I mean, they need. I'm Republican. Kavanaugh needs to go. Yeah, I just really feel that strongly. And, you know, all the testimony around how people forget details. And, you know, that's been used for years that women can't quite remember. And it's partly because it's so traumatic. Well, and to be fair, uh, so one of the things... uh, You want to be fair? It's a novelty. I'm going to try it. (laughs) Um, One of the things... um, and I think actually Judge Kavanaugh said this. I, I've seen a lot of people and read a lot of hot takes about this, so I might be misremembering. But I believe Judge Kavanaugh himself said, like, look, this is a job interview and it's advice and consent of the Senate. But he said this is, a, this is a, you know, in some ways a legal proceeding, and I, he felt that the, uh, the standard of reasonable doubt should also apply. Maybe that was someone else. But yeah. taking that idea for a moment, because this is, after all, about whether or not he's going to be admitted to, you know, elevated to the Supreme Court, not whether or not he's going to go to prison. You know, and, and he has a part. He time. has a job for life that he already has. So if he doesn't go on the Supreme Court, he's still old. He's still in the D.C. Court of Appeals. Yeah, he's right. still sad. So, so unless he gets impeached from that, right? Which isn't going to happen with this current Congress. No. But anyway, um, 
But I, I think people... By the way, somebody said the Maryland statute of limitations hadn't run out because of their ages. I have no idea. I heard that. There was one piece. I don't know that it's true because I heard it nowhere else, but they were saying that if uh, Mark Judge... Mike Judge? Mark. Mark Judge comes forward, that actually there are... Um, there it, are it would be a state crime, so yeah, the, the yeah. Maryland state law would apply, and I have no yeah. idea what that is. I thought every state had terrible statute of limitations. Different states have different stuff. different statutes of limitations. Pennsylvania's is, is oh, and the Catholic just, Church just... got away with murder because of the right. statute of limitations, and right. yeah, horrible, horrible. So, so um, we, we need to fix those clearly. I I agree. It's something uh, yet another thing we should address as a nation. But um, oh, so I think the idea <laughs> that like Judge Kavanaugh. Uh, uh, that there should we should apply the beyond reasonable doubt standard, the criminal justice standard to these hearings. No. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm like okay, that's that's fine, but the idea that therefore we can't hold Excuse him, say, deny him a seat on the Supreme Court unless we are beyond a reasonable doubt, I think exactly gets it wrong. Yeah. We should only it's put it's a privilege to serve. Right. It is it it isn't a prison <laughs> sentence. It it's it's a great honor and it's an important role in our society and we should only And there's only 9 of them. Right. <laughs> and and we should we should, so like he he should be at and this is true not just for him but for everybody. If someone's going to be put on the on the court there should be no reasonable doubt about their character and their actions. Yeah. We shouldn't have a sense of like... Because you can still be surprised later, but you want to do everything possible. Right, exactly. And we don't want two sex offenders on the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think it's I think there is reasonable doubt of of his character and his, his culpability. I think there's a reasonable suspicion that he's uh, guilty of assaulting Dr. Ford and others. <clears throat> We also, again, as I as I mentioning, because I keep thinking it's important, he's also purging himself to the committee. And uh, as you mentioned during the during the break to me, just you know, it's entirely possible that those uh, documents that haven't come out from the from the Bush White House are will have his fingerprints all over advocating torture. Yeah. So I think there's plenty of reasonable concerns about and him. And I'm saying that as a Republican having listened to the Republican shows and sort right. of trying to follow the timelines and and when people were where. I mean, I'm not saying that just because somebody said it. I'm I'm saying it because there seems to be evidence that he was involved in that. He was involved in the Ken Starr um, persecution of Bill yeah. Clinton. Well, and, <laughs> and stuff came out about and that. I, like, I made that mistake on purpose. Well, so. well, even it was an investigation, but he seems to be one of the seems to have been one of the most avid um, and hostile investigators. Uh, he apparently, uh, they wound up spending like $2 million uh, getting carpets from the White House and whatnot. And, 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 and uh, yeah, because remember, what was the fellow who, who committed suicide in the park? I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, Foster, Vince Foster. Vince Foster, right. So it had already been, there had been, you know, you know in, innuendos that the Clintons had had Vince Foster killed for some reason, even though he was a close friend of theirs. Um, and uh, that had been investigated. Like, people said, like, fine, all right, we'll look into it. And it had been, you know, like, the police had investigated and held it was uh, suicide, and others had investigated, too. And he was aware of all that, and he said, well, but let's look into it again. And mm. so they harassed— uh, That's uh, Ken Starr, not, not Kavanaugh. Cause Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. As part of—this uh, was Kavanaugh's call. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was that. Kavanaugh pushed I thought he was just a member of a committee. He was a he was a, a a member of Ken Starr's team, and part yeah. of his actions in the team was, as as documents have come out, to yeah. push for you know uh, uh, 
put you know grilling Vince Foster's family again about it and like I said getting carpets from the White House to look for forensic evidence that might link the idea like there was a rumor that Vince Foster had been shot in the West Wing Mm -hmm. and then the body dumped in a park oh I remember that oh it's crazy you sure that wasn't Russian interference even then (laughs) no I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't back in 1998 social media was uh... well if nothing else uh, because I don't think uh uh can Boris we... Yeltsin was sober enough to get that together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot how he was. Yeah, he was kind of a... Ah, the good old days. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so don't you... Would you guys both agree with me that we need to get rid of the left-wing conspiracy and the right-wing conspiracy, uh, if they exist? Yeah. The left-wing is so vast, though. <laughs> yeah. Especially so, in the Valley. So very vast. It's a left, vast left-wing conspiracy. Y- yes, yes, I guess. Yes. I, I'm just saying that you don't want somebody that was doing that to Clinton and you don't want somebody that's, you know, you just th- you don't want those kind of people in your government. I think that's well, my I opinion. Like conspiracy. You so. know, people who are. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. But, um, you know, there's there's certainly allegations le- leveled uh, against George Soros. But he doesn't seem to be engaged in the kind of stuff like Richard Mellon Scaife was, where he's like funding people to go out and dig up any kind of dirt about the Clintons that they could and just make stuff up. I mean, there there, there were these videotapes that sold really well in right wing circles about like the Clinton killings or something like that. And it's like sort of all these innuendos about how like could the Clintons have like had all these people killed and, you know, and so you get people saying like the difference between Bill Clinton and uh I don't know. Manson. I Manson. You know, <laughs> other, you know, disreputable figures is the very large pile of bodies. So let's go back in time, because we were talking about TV shows before, and I, I know John is going to be okay with this guy, this one. Um, so I watched, I was having a really bad week a couple of weeks ago, so I started renting The West Wing. Yeah. Because I enjoyed it very much as a Republican when yes. it came out. And yes. I have other Republican friends that loved it yeah. when it came out. We Everybody watched it. You guys liked it, right? Sure. Democrat. So I was watching it, and they came to the debate, which I didn't think was... In season seven between uh, Arnold Vinnick, played by Alan Alda, and... Jimmy Smits. Jimmy Smits's character, uh, Mr. Santos. I don't remember yeah. his first name, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It was really interesting because they touched on in the debate, which was filmed in front of a live audience, and was and went live uh, 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 yeah. live broadcast. Too. Yeah, so it was it was very interesting to watch because of the very similar issues about the Russians and mm-hmm. who was doing what to whom and abortion, and you know um, vouchers, school vouchers in school, mm-hmm. and they were they were very articulately argued, and they were very nice to each other. And they both won points on different things, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, it was a TV show. The the moment but I remember, where did we go from there? Well, that a that was fiction, but I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it was written by political talking heads. I mean, the the guys that wrote a Dee Dee Myers, and uh, I mean, they're they're real people. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was a much more. It's it's fascinating because one of the the like the thing I'm really worried about here. Um, so if you haven't watched that, go back and watch it's it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. It's just, I mean, just even the debate, just to say, geez, can we not talk to that way to each other again? Yeah. I, I mean, i that's my point, is the fairness thing, I, which I, you were talking about. I, I, I agree. They were very fair to each other. Well, one of the, the, the thing to me that I, I really worry about, and this is something that gets at the heart of what civil politics is about, and one of the things that I've been sort of upset about for years, is... Um, 
there is a problem that I think first has erupted in right-wing discourse, but which unfortunately isn't limited there anymore and is creating sort of a systemic problem for our, our society and our politics, which is that uh, you have sort of the, the kooky wing is increasingly hogging the microphone. Uh, and I, I, I think that's I much... I think it's partly the media's fault. Well, sure. Because they like, they like sure. to do... Giuliani says truth is in truth. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, they. I, love I don't disagree, that stuff. but I don't disagree. But there isn't an actual sort of propaganda organization like Fox News on the other side. But set that set that aside just for a moment. You don't think all the social media and all that that's acts different? Like, yeah, I think there's some pretty there's some real trolls out there. On the oh, absolutely. Way. But Fox News is a is a billion dollar a year profit broadcast in, in yeah. organization. I mean, it's a, just a different different fish altogether. Um, but one of the basic things that we need in a society and that like the idea of, of civil politics is about is we need people who disagree to be able to talk about things yeah. and hash things out because I'm not right about everything. And even when I am right, I'm not necessarily completely right about all parts of it. And there are... In fact, mostly not, but, you know, we can right. talk about that. Well, <laughs> fair point. And, <laughs> and as I think you and I both agree, part of what politics is about is we have different interests in our society that come together and argue about what we're going to do collectively because we can't make everybody happy all the time. We have to make choices. And... Sometimes that means that we pursue the, the 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 wishes of one sort of broad interest group, however you want to define that. Tax the many, give to the few. <laughs> Which is one way of, of thinking about it, sure. Um, so in order to do that and have it work, we need the different interest groups to be able to talk to one another and actually have some kind of constructive agree, debate. Agree on truth. Well, and agree to disagree Facts, and, yeah. and, and take a... Well, I don't really like this, but I guess it's better than nothing. You know, the half a loaf compromise kind of thing, like Obamacare or like the Iran nuclear deal. You know, like the Iranians don't love it and we don't love it, but meh, it got us something that both both sides, something that they really wanted. So that was OK. Um, and it's really hard to have that kind of discussion when uh one side, uh, and unfortunately, like like this, as I said, starts with the Republicans. Stop but pointing it, at me. <laughs> starts with the Republicans, but has has like the damage is spread, and now it's it's not limited there, because um, you've got people like you know Senator Graham, Lindsey Graham, saying like, "Wow, y'all want power." You know, I hope you never get it. You're trying to hold this seat open till 2020 when you think you can retake the White House, and it's like, oh, and look at look at look at my party and um, yeah. what's his name? Who never Mer Judge Merrick Four hundred thirty-five days or whatever. Right. Who yeah. one of uh, Judge Kavanaugh's <laughs> colleagues on the D.C. Circuit? Yeah. And it's like, well, we, we, you know, it's people like, just stand there with their mouth open, going, "I can't believe you just said that." Right. <laughs> and then he's saying like, and then there was that uh, uh, a conversation he had later with it, with reporters in a hallway where he said, uh, uh, you know, like. I'm I'm sick and tired of this because it always happens to us. It never happens to them. And I say to the Democrats, you know, you better watch out for your nominees. And 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 on the one hand, it's like, well, don't nominate sex offenders, and then you won't have this problem. But um, well, and that statement is just what rapists do. They turned to the victim and said it was consensual. Right. 
And it's like so horrifying that they can't say anything because they're just horrified in court right. that that happens to them. And it's and it's such a horrible, horrible tactic. Do you know why Lindsey Graham did that at that point in that hearing? My opinion. No. Because the sex um, prosecutor, mm-hmm. who was an expert in sexual assaults, yes, I was start was starting to question um, Judge Kavanaugh. Judge Kavanaugh in such a way that she was laying down a pattern. Mm. And they interrupted her. And I watched mm-hmm. that and I went, yeah. of course they did. Of course they did, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't let her do what she was doing with Ford, but Ford had answers. She didn't go down, she'd go down a, a, a path, but she'd hit a blind end because like she was at her grandmother's funeral or, you know, yeah. something really memorable. Or like, tell me about why you fl- if you're afraid to fly, why'd you fly to Australia? Yeah. I've never been to Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but she was doing that with, Dr. Ford, with the with the Republicans, she was doing it to Kavanaugh, and yeah. he was starting to get tripped up. And so Lindsey Graham had to make a had to quickly, you know, I, I distract it. And it was two two questions, three questions in, she had yeah. just started to lay down the pattern. And you know, we'll never know where she would have gone with that because she's a you know she's a professional prosecutor. That's what she does. Yeah, that's what she does. So that's why I think Lindsey did it. And from then on, it was all the Republicans right asking questions. Well, and. It's when you have one side of an argument saying things in such a partisan lens that they can't conceive of the idea that, yeah, we have partisan disagreements and, you know, this is a political dispute. But in the end, like, you know, our objections to Judge Kavanaugh aren't just like, he's your team, not ours. It's like, (laughs) we think he's a rapist. Like, that's a problem. And and if it's like... blackout drunk. Right. And it's like, oh, well, you... If you're, you know, like like saying, well, we must be lying, so anything goes. Like, there's no way to have a conversation. And, um, like, the irrationality that I'm seeing, you know, from, from Mr. Graham's display and, and I, I see in some of the discourse in the Republican tacosphere, um, it's not going to stay limited there. Because when there's nobody on the other side you can trust to, to like, call you on your crap. It all makes its way to the Supreme Court. Right. Well, but, but like, beyond that, like, when I can't trust somebody, you know, in conservative media to call can't us trust on Congress our, to do anything. Right. Well, to call us on our crap and say, no, no, you're wrong, or this is problematic, then, you know, there's our no crap doesn't, doesn't get corrected. We, we just fall into nonsense. <laughs> but there, if there is no referee, BS, yeah. it politicizes the Supreme Court because that's where that it goes. Because it starts in the Congress, and if there's no referees in the Congress, they don't make the decisions on laws, right. and therefore it falls to the Supreme Court. So it actually it polarizes the Supreme Court too. It's really an unfortunate time right. for us. So it's um, and, and Judge Kavanaugh made it clear that he is happy to polarize things yeah. in his the one history. last thing I want to say is that people oh. I don't like Grassley I find him hypocritical and he mm-hmm. did all sorts of things in the past that are very hypocritical but he actually is a, a big supporter of whistleblowers and it's interesting that he was in that role because he's gone out of his way to protect whistleblowers and create laws for them hmm. and in a sense this woman is a whistleblower absolutely yeah and so I think he struggled with being a Republican and being principled. I think that was a big struggle for him. And I, like I said, I don't really care for him as a hypocrite. But um, I have to just mention that because it's sort of one of those little factoids that comes out of this. Go, oh, okay. That's yeah. interesting. So we do need to wrap up. Uh, John, did you have a last word? Sorry. Thunderbird. <laughs> Good last word. 
Okay, so uh, this is going to wrap up Civil Politics Night here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next, we've got Subculture uh, from 8 to 10, Table of Contents from uh, 10 to midnight, OK Asia from midnight to 2, and then a repeat of uh, uh, encore presentation of Drum and Bass with DJ Fife from uh, last Saturday uh, from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. So that's cool. Um, a podcast of the show, we will be uploading it to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc. Genre usually gets that done on Sunday. Uh, and we do, of course, have a repeat of this show uh, next Monday at 4 p.m. So uh, if you did listen to us then, I hope you're listening to us now. What? No. What? Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting my timing. Or the stuff. reverse. Or the reverse, <laughs> indeed. Vice versa. Uh, man, I want Doctor Who to premiere. So, um, anyway, that wraps up Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.